right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, it's going to be the shortest podcast ever. Yeah, we ain't back. We ain't never left. Oh, wait, you can intro it. Episode 19. We, we are back. It may be a shorter one, but we're back. Ain't uh, no maybe about it. Yeah, no, not going to be a maybe about it. Um, but yeah, we're back. Another, another week. Uh, oh, what, what is there to discuss? Well, let, let's start it out as we always do. Number 19. There was only ever one uh, number 19 that I was ever going to pick here. Curious to see if you've gone the same direction. No, I did not go the same direction. So you can start and I'll finish it. Uh, it's Mr. Padre. It's Mr. San Diego. It's one Tony Gwynn. Man with probably the some of the craziest stats that you can find for any one individual person uh, that are just truly unfathomable feats. Um, so I'm going with Tony Gwynn, arguably the greatest hitter who ever lived. Um, I, he's not my greatest hitter that ever lived, um, but he's uh, a, a deserving candidate in that argument. So that's where I'm going. Uh, I'm argument can definitely going. be made. The argument can definitely be made, but he is no Ichiro Suzuki. So, you know, we're going to keep that moving. Um, and Ichiro is not even the greatest hitter, but I don't think Tony Gwynn was better than Ichiro. But that's neither here nor there. It's a three-way tie for 19. It's only three people I need to mention. Tony Gwynn is an amazing pick. One of the last great black baseball players ever. Um, RIP, don't do chew kids. It's not good for you. But <clears throat> I'm going in a completely different direction for my number 19. Three-way tie, first person up, Kamar Usman. 19 wins in his career, number 19. Just got it a couple weeks ago. Defeated Street Jesus, which I like a lot more than game bread. So shout out to Kamar Usman getting your 19th win. Africa has three simultaneous champions, first time ever in mixed martial arts history of any publication that's probably not in Africa. Number two, I'm going to give it 19 to the 19 knockouts Conor McGregor has on his record for professional mixed martial arts. Got to give it to Conor. You know, probably the most important person since Chuck Liddell in the history of the UFC when it comes to them having branding, marketing, expanding, and the cool factor. Because even though the stuff that these fighters do is absolutely amazing, nobody really thought that people fighting in basically underwear was that cool until the Iceman was the Iceman. And then we were like, all right, we got to pay attention to this. This is just the Mohawk, the blue trunks the one hitter quitter power amazing and i'm in my 19 Roger bell but in my 19 with a guy who we should probably start off talking about <clears throat> 19 professional knockouts in kickboxing by one donald cowboy cerrone i don't want to talk about I don't want to lead off there, but I, did you like that transition though? Did you like it was that? Good, it was a good, strong transition. It was a transition to something that I didn't really want to talk about though. Um, but that we do need to talk about, you know, we don't shy away from what's going on. Uh, Cowboy got starched. Mm. Um, Dana mm. seemingly has said that he's willing to grant his one last wish to have one more fight at 55 can't imagine it's going to go any better mm. Mm. i hope he, he should be bigger there but he has to fight somebody who is not good like just i mean no offense you know we love cowboy here cowboy is cowboy cowboy's cowboy he's gonna fight until you tell him he can't fight anymore then he's gonna try to fight again so if we really this Diego Sanchez fight, which should have happened, would have been his great calling card because he would I think he would have beat he Diego's beat ass. His ass. <laughs> he was gonna beat Diego's ass. And then I think that they both should have rolled out on the sunset. That's not my original thought. That's a thought that I've heard many people say. Yep. And I agree with it. But I don't think Cowboy would have rolled out. So maybe this is something like a blessing in disguise where if he would have beat another legend's ass, he'd be like, Yo, I still got it. It was like Diego ain't having for three, four years. Like, what are we talking about here? So 155. That's the deepest division in all of mixed martial arts for the men, I believe. So I don't even you should know. Have him fight Jim Miller again. Just the two guys that have had the most UFC fights. Have him show down one more time. Rematch of years ago. Who does he fight for real, though? Like, honestly, who does so he I fight? I think it, it might be a Jim Miller. Um, 
the guy who it's like one win, one loss, one win, one loss. He didn't go on like Cowboy was fighting bigger guys more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I could see them marketing it as these are the guys that, you know, because I think right now, as of this moment, they're joint most UFC fights ever. So you say you throw them back in there and maybe it's the, both of their swan songs. They go out together. You know, I think, I think Cowboy has one more because of that last fight. So I think that it wouldn't necessarily work out right. No, nah, because I think he tied it in that fight, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, I could be wrong. but Or, or he retook the lead. But I because I, I think Jim Miller's fought more recently. Um, so I, I think now they're tied at 37, okay. I believe. Listen, man. All the names that I want to say, I don't want him to fight. That's the problem. Because he'll get butchered or because you don't think it'll be a good fight? I guess they're one and the same. I don't know. There could be some great fights. I don't want to see Cowboy get butchered, but he's been getting yeah. butchered a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, it's not even like he's like, all right, we, we did. All right, I think this is also part of our fault, our, our fault because in Cowboy's last five fights, we believe that some of those losses were wins, but they yeah. weren't like, they weren't like definite. Yeah, it's not like we're like, yo, I can't believe he lost. It's like I can see it. Like it was like one of those things. But he also looks like he's always busted up, even in the fights where we're like, we think he won that one. He looks like he lost. So, or even in the, uh, it was Tony, right? Was it Tony? Mm-hmm. Where it was like mm-hmm. he he was in there, and then he blew his nose, and it was like, yep, done. But like he he was in the fight, if I remember correctly. He was in the fight if you didn't look at his face. Right. Because that's part of the fight where, like, the doctor's looking at him like, mm. Yeah, it's like, like, like how like how he Nate. was in a fight, like, Johanna was in a fight, not the same level with Willie Jang. But, like, yeah. it was the same type of thing where it's just like, if the doctor stopped this, I can see it. But you could also win this fight. So I hope right. you don't stop it. Yeah, th- those ones are always tough because the fan that doesn't, care to look at the repercussions of the injury always wants the fight to continue if it's mm-hmm. you know the least bit competitive you know it's like the same i mean we saw it again this weekend um down here in dallas i feel like a lot of people will felt the same way about that stoppage um in the boxing match you know i feel like yeah. a lot of people were like oh that's crazy that they stopped it there or that they threw in the towel you know come to find out billy joe saunders who, for those listening that may not know, got knocked, uh, stopped by Canelo Alvarez. I think uh, Eddie Hearn, who, with anything that comes out of his mouth, I take with the the most enormous grain of salt sometimes because he's a boxing promoter, and none of them really ever tell the full truth. But I believe the diagnosis was three fractures of the eye socket. And, it's like, and when you yeah. hear it, it's like, okay, yeah, no, I get why that was stopped. It's, I mean, it's not my eye, so fuck do I know? But it, listen, man, either you want to be in there or you don't. I mean, I come from the Arturo Gatti school, excuse me, Arturo Gatti school of combat sports, where it's like, listen, I'm not telling you I'm done. If that's your choice to make, I'm going to refute it and still try to go out there. I'm not going to sit on my stool and accept it. Billy Joe Saunders looked like he was dumb. Like, I'm not, I, yeah. I'm, I know his face was broken uh, and I'm not discounting that. It's a legit injury. You can go blind from it. But as a man who's never stepped in the ring and fought professionally a day in his life, I feel like there are certain professions where when you, when you do that profession, you are risking life and death and everything else is a bonus. And I don't, I personally don't gravitate towards the athletes who are too smart to realize that's not worth it. <laughs> like, like that's, that's a very, that's the way you should be. Just not my type of athlete in combat sports. I think the tough thing for him is he also, you know, is a self-proclaimed Spartan or, you know, like that type of warrior mentality that he, uh, you know, proclaims of himself. It's not a great look for that. I don't trust any European who claims to be a different European when it's convenient. Well, no, but he's part of the gypsy crew, so they're they're from everywhere. 
No, he's not part of it. I'm not giving any. I know he. I know that's what they're saying. Billy Joe Saunders is fucking a brick, and his name is Billy Joe Saunders. He could be from the Appalachian Mountains, or he could be from Great Britain. I'm not giving him just the whole gypsy trap because Tyson Fury's out here and knocking people out and balling the way he's doing. I get it. Billy Joe Saunders has his gypsy pass. I'm going to go out on the record and say he is not Greek. And if you're not Greek, why are you trying to be a Spartan? Why don't you just pull from, from the gypsy bag of, of history and be like, I'm this or something like that. Like, be, be Even Tyson Fury doesn't even pretend to be Mike Tyson, even though he's named after him. Yep. He always like Gypsy King, Gypsy King, Gypsy King. Dope. Okay, be you. And Billy Joe. And all right, now I'm really right. I do not like, admire, or respect any professional athlete who claims the persona of something else that is not with your skill set. For instance, Billy Joe Saunders couldn't knock out a butterfly and you're going to be a Spartan? Mm. No. Mm-mm. You better be like a hermit crab. You better be a tortoise. You better be something where you like, yo, I'm playing defense. I can take some damage. I'm going to outlast you. A Spartan? They went in there to kill. That was it. Where, where is the Gypsy King rank on? Because, uh, you know, this is something we discussed in the past, how terrible so many fighters, but whether I'll be a boxer, or MMA, how bad nicknames are. Mm-hmm. Where does that fall? So the Gypsy King to me is one of those nicknames that the only reason why we don't say it's completely trash is because he's a winner. I think that that's really what it is, because on the surface, the Gypsy King sounds like some type of court gesture. It's like, what? What are we talking about here? But then when you see him being 6'8 or whatever he is and knocking people out and also moving on his toes, it's like, huh, I don't know where to say you're from with this type of style. So it works. Plus his heritage is that and he, he bigs it up the way he dresses, the stuff that he says. It feels like and it's so weird to say this it out loud. Isn't, isn't gypsy like a like a derogatory term? Like it's like one of those things, too, where it's just like if you're I think a gypsy, in history, you can there's been some. But I, I don't I mean, I don't think it's like that. I think in history, it's been viewed as a derogatory thing. Oh, I'll be a gypsy, man. They seem like they've got it in, historically speaking, knife fights, card games. Yeah. Magic. Life. Yeah. It's, if you think about it, a lot of us are gypsies, but we just pretend like we're from a place. I mean, yeah, especially in America. I mean, I can speak from my heritage. Well, that well, that's the interesting thing. Is also like I feel like Americans also go the other way. We're like, oh, what are you? I feel like very few times would the answer be like, I'm American. Some like there's also this weird thing to be like, oh, I'm Irish, I'm Italian, I'm oh, this, no, I'm that's, that. That only comes from from white people. Everybody that's not black. No, everybody's yeah. not black. Because Latin people would tell you, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Mexican, I'm El Salvadorian, Asian people, I'm Chinese, I'm Japanese, I'm Taiwanese. Black people like I'm American. They never say I'm Ghanaian. Yeah, nah, nah. Because we don't know. Like we, Our shit was stripped away from us. Right. Which is one of those things that is hard to really understand and process because at the end of the day, we don't, this country doesn't love us the way that we want to love it. And we have no ties to anything else. Chris Rock said it the best. He said, I don't like when Africans come to this country and suck their teeth at us and look at us like we did something wrong. He's like, I ain't see one African in a canoe come back to get us. <laughs> like I ain't, I ain't see none of that so don't look at us crazy because we stayed here you know like it was he's like it cost you nothing to just to creep up and like it cost you nothing you could have tried but that's real like we don't have a tie to much of anything you know and i and at this point in time native americans probably feel the same way like the ones who are really still surviving in this country and within a country they probably don't really feel real ties to their people in the land and what they what it should be because that was ripped away and, and torn down. So I think everybody that's not black goes to the it's weird because the people who are the most quote unquote patriotic, which are the, the motherfuckers who we don't really bang with like that, they'd be like, Yeah, you know, I'm Irish, I'm Greek, I'm Italian, yada. I'm like, no, you're American. And if I do something that you consider un-American, you want to jump down my throat for it, but you're not even claiming the stars and stripes before you claim these islands of Galapagos. <laughs> like It's just like, yep. where is the real, like, who are you writing for? If World War Three popped off and they doing a draft, who are you, what team are you playing for, cuz? And that's how I look at it. Yep, I, I feel that. I'm playing for Antarctica. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go in one of those nations that nobody's at. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking for playing for countries, we really need to, you know, before yeah, you our see athletic, transition game, you see the transition game, game, Ivan. You know, before our athletic piece are gone, we still got to get on some national teams. <sighs> Listen, you already Philippines see who's, were coming. You already see who's playing in in, in, in the African League. Jermaine Cole album also drops in four days. Larry's aficionado. James. Hmm? A Larry's uh, aficionado. Larry's aficionado. Could have got me a record deal, but I didn't do it. Um, He's out there playing in Africa. We will be playing this summer in the African Cup, um, which is dope. You know, it's sponsored pretty much by the NBA. So that's, that's awesome that he went to the motherland to play hoops. I mean, we can't go to India like my plan was since high school because she was getting reckless over there. Mm-hmm. So we got to find another country that's in development that – and so some people might be considered a third world country, but if you look a little bit closer, it's, it's more of a second world country, a lower second world country where we could be icons and also don't have to be that great. Maybe uh, so, with knowing absolutely nothing about it other than the name of the country and roughly where it is, uh, a Bhutan perhaps or Bhutan. Ooh. Some nice mountain ranges out there. Ooh, okay. Oh, actually, well, okay. mountain mountains don't usually agree with you, I know, or is that just yeah? I was about to say, I was about to say, <laughs> altitude ain't my friend, so let me know how that goes. I'm gonna be closer okay, to the yeah. equator. Rain check, <laughs> rain check on that one. Uh, be closer to the equator, you know, figure it out. Yeah, hey, I, I, I'd be down to go to Africa. I've climbed mountains though, like that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, it's not I haven't climbed like Kilimanjaro, but like I've been high, I've been above sea level by the thousands and thousands of feet like i've done that it's just like i, I haven't ran ball what about like a zimbabwe you think they need a they need some guards zimbabwe i feel like zimbabwe would be one of those places that we told people we played at and they'd be like no really where do you play yeah i, I want to say sudan but they have hell too no. many good players but i'm just thinking they're all so big that they might need a couple smaller players hell no we ain't never gonna make the team of- <laughs> Motherfuckers come out of the Serge Sudan. Serge Ibaka. With, dude, yeah. People come out of the Sudan 7-1 with Apex as a kid. I'm like, what are, what are they feeding y'all over there? Like, what Yeah, is, but none of them are point guards. What are, Let them tell us they might be. Yeah, that's true. I think Joel B won. thinks he's the point guard for the Sixers right now. I know he's not he from definitely the Sudan. Does. He definitely does. Even the Cameroonians are like, we got this. It's like, duh. like, isn't Pascal Siakam Cameroonian? Or is he from the Sudan? I don't know. I, only, I can only think of soccer players from all of those places. Well, they had people who were short then. Just grab yeah, the soccer uh, players and something to play basketball. Actually, well, no, the, well, Senegal I know has some smaller players. Yeah, well, Pascal's Cameroonian. He has one. Yeah. yeah, the only Cameroonian I can think of is a center back for Liverpool, so he's probably still six five. Who is he? Uh, Joel Matip. He's not actually six five. He's probably six three. Yeah, Matip is not six. I'm gonna say what? <laughs> I'm gonna say he's five eleven max. He's definitely not five eleven. Uh, he's oh, you won't believe this. Six five. <laughs> wow, good call. Yeah. So is that six five in soccer height or basketball height? Uh, soccer. So maybe he's six thirty, six four. I was gonna say he's six seven. I feel like soccer players always try to act like they're smaller than they actually are. I yeah, but I feel like with a center back they wouldn't be. Like I feel like a center back would want to be as intimidating as possible. I feel like if you're nasty, it don't matter. Yeah, it's like the KG thing. I'm six. I'm six ten. Yeah, KG or, K, or KD. Stop. KD, KG, KD, KG. Tim Duncan. Yep, Duncan. They always like, no, I'm not seven foot. I'm like, yeah. what is the stigma? KD's about like, I'm six foot? nine, and then it's, it's him next to Boogie, who's listed at six eleven, and he's four inches taller. Ah, <sighs> the NBA. So, what? What are your? Are your Celtics just going to just bottom out? What's the plan now? I don't, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Jalen Brown, who made his first All Star game, even though he didn't deserve it this year. Even though I rock with Jalen Brown, um, he is out for the remainder of the season allegedly because they also say Lamelo Ball is going to be out when he broke his wrist and he's back hooping. So he tore ligaments in his wrist. Um, Sounds like ago. this wasn't a new issue either, at least from what was reported. He's been dealing with it for some time, and then it was like the big snap happened. Mm. Um. But it sounds like he was dealing with some some stuff in the wrist, and yeah, not it's not good, it's not great. Um, I don't think they were going far anyway. You know, I'm here on baseball mode. Um, I, I can't say I've watched many Celtics games recently. 
Um, but from everything I've seen on social media and what I have seen, or even just keeping up with scores, I can't say I'm filled with all that much optimism about what's going to happen moving forward. Um, seems like Does another Danny year gone. Deserve, should Danny Ainge be fired? Um, huh. All of the draft capital he acquired, all of the different trades, all of the different assets, all of the quote-unquote smart business moves that have led to you all not doing pretty much anything. There's an argument to be made. Um, it's like I, I think he got some he, he he got some forgiveness because of like you know when we had because the big issue was Gordon when we when we signed Gordon Hayward gave him a big deal that's where things took it well everything was looking good he then gets hurt you know four or five minutes into that game. Now everything's a down downward spiral from that. You have money locked up 20 year, 20 million a year for a guy who's maybe playing 20 minutes a game when he was there, not from the year and a half he was gone. And then there's the issue of, if I'm not mistaken, when he left this year, and, and again, this part is on Ainge. When he went to Charlotte this year, it kind of screwed the Celtics cap. And that money was still tied up. And the Kyrie thing didn't work out. You know, Isaiah being hurt, you know, and then traded, you know, doesn't help. You know, they, they and they were definitely close. The problem is when they got close, they ran into LeBron. Um, well, I mean, they, they had a good chance in a week east for a couple of years. And then, you know, they, they took the Cavs to, I believe, seven the one year in the Eastern conference finals. Um, and then Giannis and all them developed it. And just what we had didn't work. Um, I still think keeping Jalen Brown and Tatum can eventually work, but something's got to give because the Kemba experience, but he, he hasn't been healthy. I feel like there's been a lot of issues of health and availability, but at the same time, as much as I want to be able to forgive Danny Ainge for that, some of these players he signed with knowledge that they have an injury history. So, you know, there's an argument to be made. I think it's also tough when it's like a former team player mm-hmm. and there's, there's more of that connection where you want to say no um, versus like, you know, Daryl Morey had no connection to the Sixers as far as I'm aware. So it would be easier. I feel like from an emotional standpoint as a fan to cut ties if things were going poorly. Um, so I feel like that's what's given him some uh, maybe extra time as well. But if if they fired him, it wouldn't be shocking to me. I don't think they will, though. So I'm going to ask the question again. Should they fire? Now, will they? Should they fire Danny Age? I mean, I don't know that I can speak on it. I haven't seen enough of what's happened. I mean, it's a frustrating year. Um and I would, I don't know how long he's been there now. It's over a decade, well over a decade. Um, I'd have no issues going somewhere new, see, try something new out and try and find something that works, you know, a new, new idea, you know, whether it's firing him or at least putting newer people in the room with him, even if that works, I, I don't know. Um, but something's got to change because I'm, I'm sick of, you know, we were in a good spot. And even as recently as last year, we were in a great spot. Uh, and now it's less so the case. I think it's time to fire Danny Ainge. And not because I'm a Sixers fan, but because there's only so long you can be the smartest person in class until you start going to AP. And then you're like, and oh. Everyone catches up. I'm just a guy yep. and he's just a guy to me. He has been able to make moves for the most part, based on what he did, who he was as a player with the Celtics, not who he is as a GM with the Celtics, which leverage your leverage, your power, do whatever you're going to do. No hate here, but that doesn't make you a good GM. That makes you 
somebody who has good connections to other people around the league. And I think those things have dried up rather quickly. Like he, like he's had a lot of opportunity to get max players and hasn't gotten anybody. Instead, he's been staying fast with the people he's drafted. And it's just like, at a certain point, you got to look at this whole team and be like, we have two all-star players, one a real all-star, one a default all-star, but like two all-star Two real all-stars, I heard you. (laughs) Two all-stars who play the same position, who play very similarly, and also don't really guard nobody the way that they probably should with the type of athleticism and size that they have. Why are you holding on to two almost identical players, statistically speaking and impact wise, when you could possibly flip one of those for like the Bradley Beals of the world for even, I know it's not popping, but even the Russell Westbrooks of the world, like these are things that are just like, I believe that if y'all would have been like, you know what, we're not going to hold on to this young talent because young talent only lasts three or four years before it's no longer considered like young talent. Like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are in their mid-20s and we're like, getting old. It's like, dog, what? Joel Embiid been playing basketball for maybe eight years. How are we getting old already? You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 I think that, I think that the experiment didn't work. I think signing Gordon Hayward originally was a bad idea. I think letting him go also was kind of a bad idea. I think that even though he only played 44 games, I believe this year, but I think that if the load was lower, he would have probably been a little bit more healthy. I think the Kimball Walker experiment hasn't worked. I think they probably should have just kept Terry Rozier at a discounted price because if you look at the production, you look at what's going on and you look at the price tag, I would probably rather have Terry Rozier like there's a lot, and he was homegrown. You know, there's yep. a lot of stuff I would there agree where, with the, the scary Terry thing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I, I, there I, where, I still better. wouldn't trade either of the Jays. Um, you know, at 23 and 24, and already where they're at, and the fact that they like playing together and are able to produce when they play together, even if they play a similar role, if they're both killing it in that similar role. I'm not I'm not giving them up for unless it's a king's ransom. They're not worth the king's ransom. I agree. Sorry. I no, I agree with that, but I that's why I wouldn't give it up just for what they already have developed and continue to develop. Um but yeah, I'm sick of losing to bad teams. I'm sick of being like, "Oh, let's check in on the Celtics and they're down 30 to the Kings in the second quarter." Yeah. It's not, not, not much fun, but. And I think that that's part of the issue where if you look at the Celtics, if the, if, 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 the, if this team, current team, was not called the Boston Celtics, instead they were the Minnesota Timberwolves, people would be like, you got to blow this team up. Mm, I really think I really think that the lineage of the Boston Celtics is, was holding this team together and, and people were pretending like they shouldn't be in panic mode. Do you think that similarly with some of the playoff exits of the last couple of years, do you think the same would have been argued if it wasn't the Philadelphia 76ers? No, because I don't think that – I think that, and once again, I know rivalries, I don't think that the Celtics have nearly the talent the Sixers have when it comes to the star players. I don't think it's even close. I really don't. I think Jason Tatum is an all-pro player, and I think Jalen Brown is a low-level all-star. I think both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are all generational talent. I think that's different. I, re- I really do. I think that. What, what are we? I what's think that they would have up to these days. Is he just like chilling. He teaches. Or? He teaches actually. Where? I think he's in like Princeton or something. Like he teaches at a, like a prestigious school, but he refuses to do interviews. So like nobody ever hears. He did one interview last year, I think, and it was fucking fantastic. He was like so weird. <laughs> like I love Hinky. We Hinky died for our sins, and like he did. This and we know in Philadelphia has had their their fair few sins. So, <laughs> it's like, spot he, included. Dude, Hinky, I, I I love what Hinky did for us, man. He got such a raw deal. I don't like that shit, but like he did one interview. I think it was la- it was last year. It was definitely during the pandemic where he was just like he, he literally said something like I mean, he literally was like he's like, what do you mean? I haven't been in hiding. I've literally just haven't talked to y'all like he said that during the interview. And I was like, that's gangster. That's real shit because nobody knows what people are doing. Yeah. if They don't talk to us. We just pretend like they're in hiding because we don't see them. 
This has been the longest process ever. Not really. The process is over. Like the process has been over for two or three years. The process was to get all-star players on a team and all pro players when we have that. The process wasn't the champion. The championship comes after the process. The process wasn't to win the chip. The process was to get the players needed. Six or seven years then? Four years. The process was to literally four years. Joel Embiid didn't play his first two years. Ben Simmons didn't play one year. That's still part of the process. Tanking is part of the process. Tanking is part of the process. They started tanking when I was a freshman in college. That was 2009. No, no. You're completely wrong. No, actually, my math is totally wrong. They're you're, you're completely wrong on that. Yeah, but I, 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 I respect the, I respect yeah. the gusto. Yeah, uh, I did the math. I, was still I, around. I, we were yeah, not- I redid the math in my head. I yeah, was way yeah. Off. I was like, okay, bye. The thing okay, about the tanking right. part is the tanking was definitely part of the process. Not saying it wasn't. But the, the part about the process that you all felt to understand is that we were trying to acquire all-world talent. Once we acquired Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and they played together after three years, that fourth year, the process was like, oh, we got it. These motherfuckers are the ones. They are the ones that we needed, even though they got ganked on rookies of the year and things like that. What do you mean? Uh, Didn't they win rookie? Well, Ben got Malcolm, Bro- Malcolm Brogdon won. Yeah, over very Joel and so. Yeah, absolutely. Stand Listen, by that sure. one. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon won. And it was like, this is what we're doing. This is what we talking about, right? Yeah, Malcolm but he dunked Brogdon. on LeBron the one time, so that was pretty cool. So did Jordan Clarkson. No, Jordan Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Yeah. So did Jordan Crawford. Where is he? Probably, like, playing pickup games at Xavier or something. Mm, mm. And people don't even know Xavier is in Ohio. Look how far. There's a lot of things that people don't know are in Ohio, though, to be fair. Touche. But, <laughs> but the process the process was to get the all world talent. The process wasn't the process wasn't supposed to be complete because of the championship. We're going to get the chip. Don't get me wrong. This but year? the process was to get. Nah, I think it depends. I don't know what the team's going to look like going into the playoffs. Any of these teams, like everybody's so fucking injured Hurt. or not playing. Yeah. Because I really they played don't two know. seasons back to back. Dude, yeah, I, not yeah, legitimately like back to back. I don't know what the teams are going to look like. Like I think the Sixers are actually getting healthier getting closer to the playoffs, which is like the first time in a long time. But I, I got to see the matchups. Like, I really do. I think that this is this is our – I mean, it's not saying much, but this is easily our best opportunity since Jimmy Butler was here his last year. Um, and then even – I think that this is – I think this is our third best team in the last – what's this, 2021? I think this is our third best team in the last 21 years. Okay, so are you counting the Iverson team as one of those, I would assume? I'm counting all of the Iverson teams from 2000 to now. No, but I'm saying which are the the other two in there? It's the Iverson team that went to the finals and then The Jimmy Butler Butler team that should have beat the Raptors with that that Kawhi shot. I think we were the best team in the Eastern Conference. And, like, Kawhi hit an all-world shot that he traveled, but whatever. Um, He hit an all-world shot. There's no such thing as a travel in today's NBA. No, what he did, they it has really to be egregiously off. egregious. Go back and look at that play. Like, literally, he jump stopped to the right hand side and then just ah, went just up. A like, nice, easy triple doink. <laughs> it was more than a triple, but oh my gosh, that thing hit every part of the rim. I think it might even touch the, the floor and then came back on the rim. Like, it hit everything <laughs> you could think of before it went into that bat, which is the most. And I watched the sports science on that shot, and literally, the dude was like, This is the most incredible shot because it has the lowest percentage of ever going in from that angle like literally it was like there are no game winning shots that have ever gone in with a hot with a lower percentage than this shot and i was like that's an act of god i don't even believe in god but that's an act of god like that's straight up like nah sixers we ain't, we, <laughs> you ain't going this does one. that does that not make you feel like maybe there's some sort of curse against philadelphia no i don't think it's a curse against philadelphia i just think that I just think that we don't get the love and appreciation even from the gods. So, you know, there's other things working for other people. It's not against us. It's just for other people. You know, that's how I'm choosing mm-hmm. to look at it. So you think they would reward the Canadians? It's all that free health care. I don't think they reward the Canadians. I think they reward the guy from Compton, California, whose dad died when he was in high school, who doesn't talk and wanted to be a champion outside of the greatest franchise in our, our lifetime, the Spurs, basketball-wise. So I think that they were like, you know what, this guy, he deserves this. Like he had to spend the last two years injured and getting shit talked about him. Drake's there. He's beige. He's also what, American. What, what year did that happen? Was that 18 or 19? Yeah. That was 19. Eight, it was 18, 19 that season. Okay. Yeah. Cause my, 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 what I'm, all I'm picturing is God just being like, 
No, Philly just won a Super Bowl. We they can't we can't give them too many nice things. Take it away. <laughs> I don't doubt that, dude. We won it. We won a World Series in 08. We won a Super Bowl in 16. That's eight, literally eight years each. I think they're like, I think guys like, yo, yeah, I got a few more. rations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your rations. I think they'll give like, you a little tease this year. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get like the remains of Steph Curry and make a championship run out of nowhere. I'm like, and what year is it? Yeah, no, what, what's going to happen is I, I'm not rooting for this. <laughs> I, I, no, I'd like to be clear. Like, you're going to come close this year. You're not going to win. Ben or Joel are going to get hurt at like with a major injury in the next couple of years. They come back like you've been like this, like fighting for the 7-8 seed because of that for a couple of years. And like you said, you're going to find like a couple vets that mm-hmm. are like, sure, what's one more run? And they're going to be projected to be like the eighth seed or like the sixth seed. And then you'll make a, a run from there. I can see it. I can 100% see it. You know, um, I just want to remind everybody that LeBron James only took two meetings during his free agency period when he left the Cleveland Cavaliers the second time. And it was with the Lakers and the Sixers. That was it. So, he you know, cheesesteak. He wasn't considering it. He was in L.A. We were not flying cheesesteaks to L.A. That's a nasty cheesesteak, bro. Unless you do it like my grandmother does, Kobe my cousin, and pack it in ice. Yeah, Kobe Unless you pack it in ice with the yinglings, I accept it. Mm. If you fly in the cheesesteaks from – that's nasty. You better just make it on say, the plane. I, that's just one make it on the plane. I'm, that's one thing I'm very, look, I'm very much looking forward to uh, moving back north is getting the yingling back. No yingling oh, down yings. in the south. They, they're yeah, coming this fall, until this fall. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, they, you're, gonna, you're gonna not going to be there when they get there, yeah. but they're coming. I, hey, if I come visit, they'll be there. That's cool. All right. So t- transitioning topics from sports to moving around. Yeah. <sighs> with things opening Gypsy back up. Life. With things opening back up to a certain extent. I mean, I don't count Texas. I don't count Georgia. And I don't count Florida. Well, I, ne- I never count Mississippi or Florida. But, like, that's that's a different conversation. I just saw the Firefly lineup. It made me think, all right, let's do a rapid fire. Okay. COVID season. It's still COVID season. Yep. Yay or nay music festivals? I'm a yay. I'm vaxxed, so I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like that sounded like you talking to your homies like, yeah, you know I had sex with you. Like, you know she got HIV. Yeah, I wore vaxxed, a condom. Baby. It's like, no, I wore a condom. It's like, whoa, I know you did that, but still, <laughs> you really risk it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Um... I was literally thinking about what if when they might be announcing Made in America, everything like that. But um, well, Fireflies in Feb in September now. I know. It's usually in like it's no, it's usually in uh, it's July, like May, yeah, or July, yeah, that'd be right. I think it's June or July, yeah. So no, it's June, it's definitely June, because I used to skip out on the graduation for school. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to Firefly. So like, it's in, it's, a, it's at Ooh, the end of September I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I. You see that lineup? Well, what are the days? It's like the 27th, 28th, and 29th, I think. Oh, so yeah, Thursday, 9:23, Friday, 9:24, oh, Saturday, right. and Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't have much, I don't have much PTO, but depending Not on yet. what my schedule is at that time, just keep your sick time up. You know, you're feeling a little. Oh, I got none. I got none. I'm oh, pretty well, much well. out of it. Um, I, I already have one concert that was originally in August. Now, it, then it got moved to July. Now it's in September, early September, which is uh, all time low. So I'm, I'm going to that already. Mm. Where's that at? BB&C? No, that's up in Worcester. I don't even know what you just said. Did you just curse at me? No, it's Joiner Town. It's all. Oh, it's all, all right. Cool. Worcester. You, you may uh, recognize it as. War, or Worcester. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right, and I heard, I've heard of that. Worcester. Yeah. You said Worcester? Worcester. You just, I feel like you keep cussing at me and I'm not catching it. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to know. I can slip them in. Just have to make right. it sound just swearing a Boston accent. We're good. All right. So movie theaters. Yeah or nay? I'm, I've been nay on movie theaters pre-COVID. What? Crazy, man. <laughs> I love going to the movies. You insane. Well, well, part of it, you know me. I'm always late on movies. So. But they show the fights in the movie theaters, too. What do you mean? They show fights in movie theaters. Like they show like like pay-per-view boxing and UFC fights in, Ooh, the, in the movie. So theater. I hadn't thought about that. About like being able to go places yeah. for fight events. 
And it's not like a $60 ticket like you would be buying a pay-per-view. It's like it's like 20 or 30 bucks. See, down here, there's bars that it's just you walk in. I know they show that bars too, but like there's still yeah. a movie there. Like that's dope. That is cool. I feel like I'd rather watch a fight at a bar though, because you know, you might get some good people watching there too. But you forgot movie theaters now sell alcohol and full dinners. Mm. And they got the recliners. So and you're I will there, say you're basically one, in a bar. One of the best fight experiences I ever had was um Main Street Maniunk, uh, Mayweather McGregor at the like cigar shop down in the end of Maine. Mm-hmm. Chris Broussard gave me 50 bucks that night. Um, <laughs> offered me $50 that night, I should say. Um, but that, that was that was fun to kind of be out for those. I don't know. I, I think it depends. It'll depend on what other people are up to because I, I will still always be like, you know, if people are like, yeah, let's just watch it at my place, I'd rather do that. I bought the Mayweather McGregor fight um, for the homies. It was it was like it was my girl at the time. My brother came. Uh, Marone. This is when we were on, we were still on, we were on uh, Freeland, yeah. so we were definitely still on Freeland. And I bought the fight. I was so drunk. I fell asleep throughout the entire fight. I woke up the round that McGregor got knocked out. I woke up and I was like, I told you I was going to see the end of the fight. Like I literally woke up talking <laughs> shit. I was like, I, was like I, I didn't need to watch that other shit. Like we go, we go watch it. I woke up like literally it was like ding ding. I woke up and I saw the end of the fight. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, How the fuck do you keep doing this? And I'm like, I'm here when I when you need me. Like I yeah, know Reese's what things are going to happen. The Reese's Christ has risen, man. All right, yay or nay, yay or nay, potlucks. Mm. And no, you don't know everybody coming. Do I know the host? I would assume you know the host. You know the host. Yeah, I mean, I, depending on who the host is, yes. <laughs> well, why the caveat? Because there's probably some people where I don't trust the people that they're going to invite. <laughs> Are you more worried about the food they're going to bring or the COVID they may bring? Which one? Probably the food, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who bled in the potato salad? Oh, Jimmy with the HIV. All right, it looks good. Bring it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least there's some seasoning. <laughs> are you more worried about are you more worried about eating a white person's potato salad at the potluck or catching COVID from a white person at the potluck? Uh ooh. I mean, it's gotta be the potato salad. I mean, I'm I'm young, you know. I I, I would hope my immune system's alright. I would also hope that the vaccine can take care of me. So, I hope the vaccine can cure the grapes and the raisins they're gonna put in the fucking potato salad. I hope that, that some somehow the vaccine makes that taste better. Yeah, just go store bought. That's the way to do it. Yay or nay? <laughs> Yay or nay? It's it's some it's almost summertime. It's springtime, so it's grilling mm-hmm. season. Yay or nay? Eating food from the grill master at said barbecue who's not wearing flip-flops or sandals what about air monarchs Ooh, that's a cheat code to me that's a cheat code to me that's like saying is bobby flay there like that's like <laughs> yeah no i I'm, I'm i'm yay on that because i just i'm down for a barbecue Okay, so you don't give a fuck about the quality as long as it's in on the grill. Look it's at the, the face. Wet, I wish I wish y'all could see the face. Because there, like, there, ah! there's a scale. There's a scale. There's quality of food versus quality of weather. And I, I okay. think you can escape low quality of food if the weather's right. See, but I think that this is the wrong. I me, I just an unpopular opinion. I think the best time to cook out for a season is the fall. Sorry about that. Yeah, like tailgating season. Yeah, because it is not too hot. It's not too cold. And no matter what, all you need is a, ja- a light jacket or a sweater. Boom. Yeah, we roll. quarter zip action. Yeah. I don't want to be sweating eating my ribs. So, like, even if the food is bomb and the weather is like. Vince mm. Wilfork would disagree. Huh? Vince Wilfork, I think, would uh, have no problem. Well, Vince Wilfork also is worth like $40 million. So, he can sweat with no shirt on and just <laughs> live life. I can't live my life. In his overalls. Yeah, I'm not a savage that way. All right, yay or nay? Peeing in the pool. Summertime coming up. What we doing? Uh, I mean, that's never stopped. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, always. Come see me in the red drinks. Chlorine going to get it? Yeah, they'll take care of it. Have you ever been in the pool where the chlorine That's pretty sterile anyway. (laughs) Some people. 
Yeah. Have you ever been in a pool? Some people's <laughs> piss come out like applesauce. Have you ever been in a pool where you've seen the chlorine change colors because of the piss? I have. No. Never. I've, I've seen. Never I've seen, seen a kid piss in a pool and the chlorine change like like the water change like green. Yeah, like, I think the that's the that? one you got to lock up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it happen. They always warn you about it, and then I piss in the pool anyway. Nothing happens. Oh no, that's a real thing. Like I've seen it at summer camp when I was a kid. Like this kid just pissed in the pool at like a YMCA. I think we were at, I think we were at the YMCA camp, and like that shit turned like green. And it was like, what the fuck is that? And it was like everybody out of the like they caught a national like a national work. Everybody out of the pool. And it's like why? <laughs> it's just piss. Like I don't get like I'm not trying to get touched by the piss, but I don't think it's gonna like kill me. I don't. I didn't get the whole. But like that kid was so embarrassed. Like he was like, oh, I don't know what happened. Like you pissed in the pool. Like we. We know what happened here. <laughs> Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Eating food from regions that didn't invent said food, aka a cheesesteak outside of the Pennsylvania region, a lobster roll outside of New England, things like that. What are we doing? Yay or nay? I mean, nay, always. That's, that's been <laughs> nay again since pre-COVID. I haven't had a single bit of like actual seafood since coming down here. I get like the frozen tilapia lunch shit, but that doesn't count. I don't and know. No, I absolutely not. And the only time I got a cheesesteak down here was in Oklahoma City at a place called Texadelphia, uh, from which when I went in there, kind of vetted, vetted it a little bit mm-hmm. and it was good. But I, I clarified at the at the register. I said, hey, can you tell me the history of this place? And they're like, yeah, the owner's from Philly. I was like, okay, I can order here. All right, my last year or nay. Everybody about to be out because some people are vaccinated and some people are like, well, you're vaccinated, so I don't need to get vaccinated. Meeting people who you idolized this upcoming post-COVID world, yay or nay? Even though there's never going to be a post-COVID world, but just pretend. What, what and, do you and mean by And before you answer, before you answer, like running into them. No, trying to meet them. Like you're at a concert. Like if you want, if you, getting the backstage passes, you know, like the meet and greet opportunities that come with like comedy shows. And think about it before you answer. The the fear that people had about dying during COVID, the uncertainty, the the like live for now type of thing, the idea that the Spanish flu happened literally a hundred years ago and right after that we got the roaring 20s where people just bought the fuck out think about all that before you answer oh yeah um i think i would be a yay Mm -hmm. however i think the majority of those people in those positions to which they are idolized and people want to meet them will fall on the nay side hmm very mm. much, very much more. I think you'll see like VIP concert tickets are going to be way more expensive for a smaller quantity of people than before. Mm. That's what I think is going to happen. So how much are you paying for the Brendan shop backstage pass? $7, <laughs> one for each percent. <laughs> And that has been work quite right. Um, I don't know. I mean, that that was a layup. I, I mean, <laughs> I think that shit. I, I Jason Kidd that shit. You Kenya Martin did. It was just like going dunk this motherfucker home. All right. Oh man, All what right. a way to end it. What a way to end. It. Yeah, we are. We are as always. We are quite right. Brennan Schaub, come. I'm coming for that backstage pass. I I may not even get the seven dollars. They they may just be handing those out at the door. You'd be surprised how much it doesn't cost. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> first things first, recipe sucker fail. For real. You the only father that I ever knew I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you Prophecies that I made way back in the veil Fulfill, listen even back when we was broke, my team ill Martin Luther King would've been on Dreamville, talk to a nigga One time for my L.A. sisters, one time for my L.A. hoes 
Lame niggas can't tell the difference One time for a nigga who knows Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved 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 No role models and I'm here right now no role models to speak up Searching through my memory, my memory, I couldn't find one Last night I was getting my feet rubbed By the baddest bitch, not Trina But I swear to God this bitch will make you call your girl up And tell her, hey, what's good? Sorry I'm never coming home, I'ma stay for good Then hang the phone up and proceed to lay the wood I came fast like 911 in white neighborhoods Ain't got no shame about it She think I'm spoiled and I'm rich Cause I can have any bitch I got defensive and said, nah, I was the same without it But then I thought back, back to a better me before I was a B-list celebrity Before I started calling bitches bitches so heavily Back when you could get a platinum plat without no melody You wasn't sweating me One time for my L.A. sisters One time for my L.A. hoes Lame niggas can't tell the difference One time for a nigga who knows Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved 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 I want a real love, dark skin and Aunt Viv love that Jada in that weird love That leave a toothbrush at your crib love And you ain't gotta wonder whether that's your kid love Nigga, I don't want no bitch from reality shows Out of touch with reality hoes Out in Hollywood bringing back five or six hoes Fuck them, then we kick them to the door Nigga, you know how it go She deserve that, she a bird, it's a bird trap You think if I didn't rap, she would flirt back Taking off a skirt, let her wear my shirt Before she leave, I'ma need my shirt back Nigga, you know how it go One time for my L.A. sisters one time for my L.A. hoes Lame niggas can't tell the difference One time for a nigga who knows Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved 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 There's an old saying in Tennessee I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee That says, fool me once Shame on Shame on you Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign. Load the chopper, let it rain on you. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign. Load the chopper, let it rain on you. My only regret was too young for Lisa Bonet. My only regret was too young for me alone. Now all I'm left with is hoes from reality shows. Hand her a script, the bitch probably couldn't read alone. My my only regret was too young for Sade do. My only regret could never take a Leah home Now all I'm left with is hoes up in Greystone With the stale face cause they know it's they song She shallow with the pussy She G. shallow She shallow She shallow with the pussy She shallow She shallow She shallow with the pussy She shallow She shallow She shallow with the pussy She shallow don't save her, she don't wanna be saved, 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 don't save her, she don't wanna be saved.